Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. The goalie change pays off. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco, and you could follow us at Locked On VGK or me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. He is Chris Golick. He can be found at TD Chris G on Twitter. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. It is free and available on all platforms. And Chris, I am not going to lie a bit surprised last night that Pete DeBoer started Robin Leonard in net against the Capitals, maybe more surprised or let's say equally as surprised when we saw DeBoer lifting Leonard in the second period after he gave up just the one goal on 13 shots in favor, in favor of Logan Thompson. And uh, the one thing that we learned for certain is that Thompson is the momentum guy. The change paid off in the end, risky or not, to change goaltenders. Risky, definitely, to change goaltenders. It, it's such a mind-blowing scenario. I mean, how everyone in the world, first of all, thought Thompson was going to be starting this game. Nobody, based on DeBoer's comments in after Monday's game, thought we'd ever even see Leonard again for the rest of the year. And, and that's a fair way to look at it. Um, but why... I actually question why he got pulled. Again, Logan Thompson should have started that game, in my opinion. He let up one goal. Now, that first goal that he let up, oh, my goodness, the optics of that goal were absolutely horrendous. It seemed like it was a beautiful cycle. It was actually a beautiful cycle that Washington had going two or three passes and just a quick quick one-timer, if you will, from just inside the blue line. Nobody between really Leonard and the puck, but when you watch the north-south view instead of the east-west view, there was three Golden Knights all pretty close on the puck, and I don't know if Leonard ever saw that one, but even still, the puck where the Golden Knights were standing was far enough from Leonard. It wasn't like someone was right in his face or something like that. It was farther out. DeBoer indicated that Leonard seemed rattled after that first goal and then after the the goal that got waved off, made the change. I don't know. I You mentioned, Tony, that you felt that the decision to start Leonard came from above. I honestly feel like the decision to bring Logan Thompson in that game came from above. Interesting. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Pete DeBoer, after the game, uh, when asked about why he started Leonard, he said that we pay to start him. They pay guys like Leonard to start games like this. Uh, most important games, most important time of the year. He's healthy and fresh. I didn't understand that part. I mean, don't you pay goalies not to start games, but to finish them. And after New Jersey, he wanted to give Leonard an opportunity to bounce back. I just, I, I, it's mind blowing that we saw Leonard even start that game. And then equally as mind-blowing that we saw the rookie, he's still a rookie, Logan Thompson come in uh, to save the day for VGK. The one thing that we know for sure, the one thing that we have noticed 
is that the momentum guy is Logan Thompson. If there's one thing I do like about DeBoer is that he does stick to his guns. I could not imagine what it's like being an NHL coach. You are behind the bench. You are the head honcho at that moment. That is your team. At that moment, you are responsible for the product on the ice. You are responsible for pleasing the 18,000. Well, let me rephrase that. Last night, about you were responsible for pleasing about the 11,500 home fans on top of the, and then you wanted to disappoint the 7,000 or so Washington Capitals fans. There was a lot of red last night, which is fun. I, I'll say it again. I like when there's a lot of road fans in the arena. I think it's good for the game, good for the city, all that money we get. Anyway, moving forward from that. Um, I can't imagine what it's like to have to make those decisions and all the pressure that you have to feel. It's, he sticks to his guns. He did this uh, against Vancouver in the bubble series. Everyone, after the Golden Knights dropped game six to Vancouver, everyone thought they would go from Leonard to Flurry for game seven. It was a back-to-back scenario. DeBoer says, uh-uh. Here comes Robin Leonard, and what does Leonard do? He shuts him out in game seven, and the Golden Knights advance. So the worst sticks to his guns. I didn't agree with either move last night, to be completely fair, or to be completely clear. Logan Thompson should have been the starter, and Leonard, as painful as it is to say, Leonard should not have been pulled last night. Okay, so psychologically, right, you go inside of Leonard's head, and uh, he let up the one goal, the second goal, the uh, Carlson, the John Carlson goal was negated. And now Pete DeBoer and his staff 7-0 and and challenging offsides. And that was yes. clearly offsides in that yes. game. Clearly. Yep. But psychologically, I think that that might have had some impact or some effect on. And, you know, that went into the thought process of why Pete DeBoer and his staff, why they pulled Leonard. I, there was something about that that just did not sit well with Pete DeBoer, the way that he might've been out of position. He might've seen something or whatever. And maybe that led to them yanking Leonard for Thompson. A hundred percent. Something like that could have happened. It could have simply been as weird as this sounds. It could have been something as simple as DeBoer's in the tunnel and Leonard walks by and Leonard has his head down. Like he's upset. They make some strange eye contact and DeBoer just feels that Leonard doesn't have it tonight. There could have been something like that. Things that obviously we're not, we're never going to be privy to. Um, DeBoer doesn't have to go into greater detail about why he made the change. He offered, he offered his quote about why the change was made. And listen, it worked at the end of the day, some crazy, you know, it worked. The golden Knights have a pulse. We are still, Alive, we get the scoreboard watch uh, for a few nights and kind of see how uh, if we can hold our ground without losing much ground. And we got a pulse, we got a shot, we got uh, something to talk about for a few more days, right? Yeah. And uh, Robin Leonard, uh, he had faced 13 shots and he gave up the one goal. And then Logan Thompson faced 15 shots and gave up two goals, I made 13 saves in the contest. Uh, he was beaten. You, you had mentioned that two on one uh, early in the second period. He settled down a little bit. Um, Ovechkin on the breakaway lost the handle on one. 
Thompson had another stop on Ovechkin. I think he had something like six shots on goal uh, for Ovi last night. And then no one in this world, no one could stop the 101 mile per hour fastball on that slap shot by Ovechkin, which was just ridiculous. I mean, hey, welcome to the NHL, Logan Thompson. That was a blast. So there was, and it might have actually been the first OB goal. I'm not, I'm not sure if it was the first OB goal or the second OB goal. Um, I caught this on the way home last night on um, on the NHL network. I forgot who the Washington, uh, I don't know if it was radio or TV person, um, but the quote after the shot was, they don't, they don't shoot them like that down in Henderson, do they? I thought that was an awesome call. That's, you know, it's, <laughs> that's true. It's so, so true. Yeah, that, no, that was the second one. That was the blast there as he comes in, in stride, 101 miles per hour. That an and that was the equalizer in the game. Yeah, that was – no one could stop that. We were watching – Murray couldn't stop that. Yeah, we were watching in the referee's locker, and we caught that live as it happened. And, you know, just uh, like – you put your hands up like what are you going to do and then logan thompson maybe i'm jumping the gun here after the game someone asked uh asked logan about uh facing ovechkin and he's okay he's he's okay he says that's uh obviously he's not taking a shot at ob it's a it's a fun comment and i mean you gotta love to watch ovechkin i I don't care if you like the capitals don't like the capitals but you have to love to watch ovechkin you have to respect the guy and he declined a penalty last yeah. night, Tony. Did you see that? That Ovechkin was the craziest declined thing. A penalty last night. That was the craziest thing. He said, no, that's not a penalty. <laughs> he's, tell, he's talking to the refs, and no, that wasn't a pe- penalty. He's dragged down. He's just shaking his head going, no, you can't You can't call a penalty. So they wave it off. Who else I'm, has I'm that impact? I'm going to go jersey. I'm going to go right now and buy an Ovechkin jersey. Do the rest of the show yourself. Have a good day, everybody. I can't think of anyone else in the game right now that has that type of an impact. He declined. A, I, can you do that? Can you decline a penalty? I've never no, seen that. The, the ref never probably had his hand up. And, <laughs> he you just know. said, no, no, no way. I wasn't so, dragged down. It's not a penalty. It's all good. Let's go. Play on. It could have been a situation where the ref – I couldn't tell where the refs were positioned on the play, but he might have looked right at one of the refs who might have, you know, started to put his hand up and then Ovechkin shakes his head and the ref just kind of casually, you know, <laughs> anything. And, you know, who knows, but it's, I've not seen that one before. It's fun. I, I love Ovechkin. He, he's amazing to watch. He really is. Stay with us. Coming up next, Shea Theodore, another game winner. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Hey, folks, have you tried the Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. They are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. Yes, they are fluffy, marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow. My favorite is banana cream pie, and they are going to be your new favorite as well. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They are much, much better. And as we know, a typical candy bar could be anywhere from what? Two to 300 calories. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to any candy bar, usually around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You will get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15, 
15% off at Built.com. Welcome back, and thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen. Yes, it is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And for your next listen, make sure that you check out Lockdown Now. Nightly recaps, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts, free and available as well, wherever you get your podcasts. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick coming to you from Las Vegas. And Chris, Shea Theodore delivers again the fifth time that he has put in the game-winning goal this season. And last night, a little dangle through traffic, lifts the puck, goes on the backhand, and he has become Mr. Clutch for the Vegas Golden Knights. Shea Theodore is having an awesome run right now. Last five games, sitting on uh, six points, contributing when it matters the most. Oh, the odd thing is time on ice in overtime was last night was uh, just shy of 21 minutes. The season average is 23 minutes. I found that kind of uh, kind of interesting as I'm just cruising some stats right now. But, yeah, I mean, when Theodore has some space, th- that was a nothing play. I mean, there was nothing happening. The Golden Knights were cycling, kind of looking for – something to happen and Theodore said okay we're done this game's over I'm just going to take the puck I'm going to dangle between you I'm going to go around you you're not even going to guard me because you have to keep an eye on the one-timer that was a Vetchkin on the right side and then just forehand backhand and that's Theodore's play whether it's a shootout whether it's a breakaway it's forehand backhand it's like a Vetchkin right you know Vetchkin is set up on the left circle one time and good luck saving it Theodore his go-to is forehand backhand and he does it as good as anyone in the game including any forwards yeah I was kind of surprised at the way the tempo of the way that the VGK started that overtime period Uh, they just were setting up back in their own end taking their time trying to find a mismatch I would suppose and then just trying to see how they were going to set things up they were just sort of methodical And that was, I guess, okay. It was just, you know, something that was time-consuming and a little bit boring because you expect teams to go racing up and down the ice. And all could have, like, really imploded for VGK when Jack Eichel falls down. It could have been a disaster. He lost an edge, but he was able to hit the puck when he fell down, and he got it to his own man. And this was back in VGK's own end. And that could have been, could have spelled absolute disaster uh, for the Golden Knights, but luckily uh, they were able to get untracked. I got a call the other day from somebody. Uh, the Golden Knights were working on something in practice uh, for overtime, specifically this scenario. And what they do is they have a player fall down, <laughs> back up, and then they take it down, they score a goal, right? I mean, that's going back to the, the Vancouver game when March or so fell down. And listen, overtime is, is so weird to watch. Um, most of the goals in overtime are not scored the way they were last night's. It's not usually some type of set play when you're three on three. Yes. There's a lot of room out there on the ice, but when it's man on man or best on best, it's very hard for someone just to make a move and be gone. Normally the goals are results of odd man rushes. Um, Team goes in, goalie makes a save, two of the forwards are low, then the other team comes down on a two-on-one or a three-on-one, and that's usually the tempo of how overtime works. So last night was a surprise in that regard that it was um, not necessarily a set play, but like you said, just taking your time, maybe you find a mismatch, 
Um, and they caught him flat-footed. I mean, I think T.J. Oshie was out there and Ovechkin was out there. Those are the low players basically in the defensive role right there. They're not going to stop someone like Shea Theodore who's got a full head of steam coming in there. So it worked out, and uh, I'll say it again. We got a pulse. And uh, so for Shea Theodore, we remember that he had that span of three consecutive games where he scored the game-winning goal, the two in Seattle and then up in Vancouver, and then last night, and five game-winning goals. And, and here's a guy, though. Remember, he was much maligned at the start of the season, and a lot of the fans uh, were saying that VGK, I remember, you know, early on in the season, he got off to a very, very horrendously slow start. And a lot of the fans were just talking about, uh, hey, we should get rid of Shea Theodore. But now look at what Theodore has done. And he has become um, a top goal scorer on that back line. You know, and I also wanted to talk about uh, Washington's goaltender. And if you watch this game, I I thought that VGK should have scored a lot more goals because Samsonov uh, was, I thought he was out of position. I was telling my friends watching, you know, at a local tavern with a bunch of friends last night. And I was like, look at how wide open the goaltender is for Washington. And he keeps his wickets like wide open. And I go, VGK is going to score five hole. And they, that's what they were doing. They were starting to aim at the five hole and all of that. And I just thought they had so many opportunities and they should have exploded for a lot more goals in the game. But you have to credit uh, Washington though, for, for playing a pretty good game and VGK, I think had some good pushes, especially in the third period of the game last night. And uh, that was a big win for the Golden Knights. I just had a feeling, and I think I, I think I was correct in the score last night. I said VGK 4-3, and I said they would have to come from behind to win. Do I win a prize? Um, sure, yeah. You can uh, shoot the puck at the next intermission, and we'll see how that goes. I want a Zamboni ride. Damn it. My kids have had a Zamboni ride before at the Orleans. <laughs> I, I know a guy. I know someone just saying. Um, I want to drive the Zamboni. I want to I want to have a Zamboni race. You and I. Ooh, that'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. I think we'd probably have to sign a waiver. And if uh, Locked On was willing to cover the liability of one of us crashing through the boards. That's me. You know, the guarantee is not going to cover it, Tony. I mean, let, 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 let's be clear here. You know, our, our salary is not going to cover it. So Locked On better cover that for us. Hey, you know, uh, last night in the game as well, so Max Pacioretty did a lot of talking uh, at the presser the day before the game, had three shots on goal. He had one into the pillows. He had two high danger chances in the contest, and I thought he played very well uh, for the Golden Knights. And then Pete DeBoer also switched up the lines, and at times we did see Eichel with that all-star top line. We saw Eichel with Pacioretty and with Stone. You got to find a way. I mean, desperate times are going to call for some quicker changes. I mean, going back to the goalie change, that was not something that I expected. I didn't expect the starter. I mean, I was clear about that already multiple times. So you got to keep on finding what works, finding what creates your chances. I mean, we had a conversation about maybe where we think Michael should be. And, you know, our patch already in stone, the best line mates for him. That's to be when they're healthy, it's a different conversation than where they are right now. The good thing is every day that goes by, they're getting a bit healthier. They're getting a bit stronger. Uh, Stone is getting his lungs back, so to speak. And you look at our top nine, any of those top nine players are really 
interchangeable as far as where they might end up settling in. And then hopefully early on, if we can make the playoffs, Riley Smith makes it back sometime in that first series. All of a sudden that's another wrinkle now, as far as uh, where the lines are going to go. Do, does the, do the misfits make their triumphant return? Uh, do they separate that line even more? It's going to be very interesting to see how that shakes out, but someone like Riley Smith could be a possible good line mate for Jack Eichel. Riley Smith is a great two-way player, but he does have the speed uh, to match Eichel. He does have the puck handling. Uh, Smith can pass probably just as good as Eichel, to be honest. You know, so you put someone like a patch already out there with those two Smith and uh, Eichel do the dangles and the dirty work and get a cycle going and patch ready just uh, sets up on the right circle for that one timer possibly. And that could be something to watch for. Hopefully yeah. I hope, I hope, I hope. And, uh, you know, last night, the turning point of the game for VTK, as we mentioned, third period, uh, the back-to-back goals with, I think, within 49 seconds, uh, the Donoff from Theodore. And then uh, we saw, again, Pacioretty making an impact on the shot pass, or is it the pass shot, however you want to term that, to Chandler Stevenson. Okay, to Chandler Stevenson. But to your point yesterday, uh, they were very effective once, putting they they put some bodies in front of the net it was looking at all the looking back at all the goals the shade theodore goal it's just a lazy shot but there was bodies in front of the net and theodore knew exactly where to put that puck he chipped it up so it would get above the traffic that was on the ice but it would land before it got to the goalie um that does two things obviously one you got a shot on goal but when you're keeping those shots on goal low you are creating opportunities if the goalie cannot secure the rebound. Going back to Monday's game, it was 90-something shots attempted. I think 33 shots missed. And a lot of those shots that were missed were high. So if you can't hit one of those top corners, that puck is not going to lay flat in front of the goalie for a second, third, and fourth chance. It's going to either deflect high and go out of play. It's going to go into the corner. And... Basically, pardon, pardon me one second. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I, you just, okay, to your point, just put some stinking <laughs> bodies in front of the net, okay? That's it, right? Yeah, let's take a break. Coming up next, VGK chasing Dallas as they draw to within a couple of points of the stars. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and information you could find all the latest sports developments you know league reviews and news including this year's basketball playoffs which have been a lot of fun you call a foul at the end of that stinking game last night that hurt a lot of uh, sports betters by the way and the the start of the major league baseball season bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. And we come to you from Las Vegas. And again, you can listen to Locked On Golden Knights wherever you get your podcast. It's free and available to all. And Chris, Dallas, a game in hand. But all things could be equal coming up on Thursday night. 
Yes, apologies earlier. I was a little choked up over the fact that the Golden Knights still are still alive. So my apologies for that there. But I think we're okay now. I think we're okay now. Um, so here's the interesting thing. Uh, Dallas has a game in hand against the Golden Knights. Dallas goes to Calgary on a back-to-back after a tough loss in Edmonton. Dallas could win this game. That's why you play the games. We're not just going to say they're dead in the water. But if Dallas loses tonight, now the Golden Knights in Dallas, first of all, they'll have the same number of games played. We are currently two points behind the Dallas Stars. We play the Dallas Stars on Tuesday. So the scenario gets really, really simple. If Dallas does not, or if Dallas loses outright in regulation tonight, and the Golden Knights win out the rest of the season, the Golden Knights will pass Dallas for that second wild card spot. Even if the teams wind up tying, uh, the Golden Knights have 33 regulation wins to the 29 regulation wins of Dallas. So all of a sudden, after tonight, as crazy as the last you know seven, eight days have been, after tonight, the Golden Knights might possibly control their own destiny again. And that's uh, pretty exciting if that ends up happening. Yeah, I do not like this late season gap. Uh, you know, However, I think we've talked about this, where now the Golden Knights will not be playing again until Sunday. And uh, we've seen just traditionally, they come out a little bit flat at the start of the game. And uh, they just like to get into that rhythm and play every other day. But again, uh, the Stars with the one game in hand, and uh, VGK now 89 total points on the season. And it's just uh, becoming a log jam there for those last uh, playoff spots in the West. Everything in the East is all done. And uh, again, Washington came in as the eighth seed. They were just trying to improve their seating a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Kings now, uh, the Kings, by virtue of uh, them now continuing to win, they have an equal amount of games with VGK. And they are ahead of VGK by a total of three points. And I still say um, the lack of overtime games, I think, might have uh, come into play here for VGK if they if they can't get in. The rest of the way, Chris, do you think that we are going to see Logan Thompson? I, I mean, Pete DeBoer is playing some serious mind games with his goaltenders, and this could be very fragile at times. I mean... I think Logan Thompson will be the starter here on out unless he gives up the net. I mean, he hasn't lost the net. That's the thing. He, he has done absolutely nothing to give up the net. I know the uh, 4 loss uh, to Edmonton over the weekend, the optics of a game like that, fine, I get it. But he, would, he had a fine game. And all the games Logan Thompson loses, the Golden Knights don't score anyway. So what does it matter, right? It's right. it's a very strange trend, but as you said, there is an energy, there is a spark, and there's something about Logan Thompson's charisma as well. He seems to be a fun uh, a fun uh, social media guy. He seems to have some good uh, comments in the pressers. He's likable, and I'm not taking shots at Leonard when I say this, so don't at me on Twitter, folks. I am a Robin Leonard supporter. I am a Robin Leonard believer, unlike my co-host. No, just kidding about that. Um, I'm not. But I and, and let's go back to Flurry now. Flurry, charisma, locker room presence, smiling, fun guy. Leonard is business. Leonard is you know we don't see that same side, 
that we did from Marc-Andre Fleury that we do from Logan Thompson. And you look at the Golden Knights, you look at someone like so who's always goofing off and stuff like that. And, and stuff like that radiates in the locker room. And Logan Thompson might just be fun. It might just create a different energy, a different um, charisma in the locker room. And maybe that's the spark that they need right now. And Pete DeBoer, please don't screw this up. We got a shot. Yeah, and I just couldn't believe that Pete DeBoer said, yeah, one of the reasons why we went with Leonard to start the game is that he is healthy and fresh. Is he 100%? I will, I'm yeah, I, I'm, well, I want to challenge the healthy part. I do, too. I, I do, too. And the other comment that was made, I mean, maybe there's the game within the game here, Tony. There's we definitely something going on there. The there's something going on to the front office, okay? There is something absolutely happening at the front office level as to who will be the starter, uh, what they're going to do. There are a lot of conversations. I, that's all I can say. I'm 100% with you, Tony. And I, if we're going to um, look at conspiracy theories, could possibly have the call been last night to make the goalie change come from above? 100%. A comment like, we pay him to win these games. Is that a shot at his uh, general manager, Kelly McCrimmon? Maybe it'll be interesting to see if there's a parting of ways. I mean, even if the Golden Knights make the playoffs, even if they win the first round, which would be an upset against a team like Colorado, there could be a scenario where DeBoer does not come back next year unless we advance to something crazy like the conference final. There could be something weird going on. And all of a sudden here comes a John Tortorello to clean house or something like that, which, whew, you want to talk about someone that uh, the Golden Knights fan base would not like? You bring someone like that in to kick some butt? Yikes. Yeah, it would be interesting. And uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, Chris, we will take a look. We'll start to preview the San Jose game on Sunday. We don't know what the Sharks have left, if they have much bite left. <laughs> thanks again, Chris. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And thanks to everyone for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you to become the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. We thank you all for tuning in. Have a great day. For Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. So long for now, and thanks for tuning in to Locked On Golden Knights. Take care.